there are these attractors and there's these ways that people behave. And it's because they're obeying this law of nature. So 80-20 is true of the size of the files on your hard drive. And it's true of the traffic on the roads in your town. It's all 80-20. It's this actual massive simplification. Like if you know this one thing and you know how to apply it, there's about a hundred things that you don't have to go memorize or go figure out for yourself because it's already there. Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 Lead Gen Strategies Checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. And on today's episode, we're going to do another look back. We've started doing these occasionally. And this week, we're going to be looking at an episode where I interviewed Perry Marshall, specifically about his 80-20 sales and marketing books. We've since had Perry on talk about one of his more current books. But I think the 80-20 principle is something that we hear about all the time as entrepreneurs and as agency owners of how can we seek that critical 20% that's going to get us the 80% of value or looking at your client base, the 20% of your clients that provide 80% of your revenue. And I think just by bringing awareness to this concept that you know a small amount of our activity actually produces outsized results. And if we can reverse engineer that, if we can kind of life hack or work hack that concept and that kind of pattern that exists in nature, uh, we can find things that are going to produce outsized results for us in our business. We can potentially two, three, four, five X our growth because we can focus more on those things that are creating those outsized results and kind of, you know, taking that through a recursive loop of sorts and getting better and better results for us. Or maybe working less. I think Timothy Ferris's book, The 4-Hour Work Week, basically started with this concept. The whole idea of what if he just fired you know, 80% of his clients and kept the few that actually produced results? Could he actually work 80% fewer hours? And that really created that that huge and very, very popular book. And so this 80-20 concept, it's something that I don't think we can ever look at enough or have a, enough on our in our in our brain. And so this episode's gonna dive into that and give you probably a review, but a review that's highly valuable. Sometimes repeating that information and looking at it through what's going on in your business right now is going to provide you that breakthrough. So enjoy this episode from Perry. He's a rock star. He's an absolute brilliant entrepreneur and marketer. And you'll learn a lot. If you haven't listened to this episode yet before, then I think you're in for a real great treat. 
I'm very much excited about our guest today, Perry Marshall, who is one of the world's most expensive and sought after business consultants endorsed by Forbes, Inc. Magazine, and uh, probably one of the most respected entrepreneurs in the world. And clients seek his ability to integrate engineering, sales, art, and psychology. You guys probably have heard about Perry from his his book, 80-20 Sales and Marketing. 80-20 kind of based on the Pareto Principle, and we're going to be diving into that today. He also has... Uh, uh, another bestseller, The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising, as well as Evolution 2.0, Breaking the Deadlock Between Darwin and Design, uh, and another bestseller, Industrial Ethernet. And he has a Ultimate Guide to Google Ads as well. So very well published, very well followed. Many people in the entrepreneurial space, of course, view Perry Marshall as a household name. So we're really excited and happy to welcome Perry to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's an honor. And, you know, running an agency is, you know, you don't just stick a pencil behind your ear and fall into it. It requires some dedication and some spice. So let's help some people make some dinero today. <laughs> I love it. So one of your, you know, what I would consider to be one of your more popular books, I'm not sure specifically your sales numbers, but A20 sales and marketing uh, is something that I hear people reference all the time. Uh, and, and I've seen this on many people's desks, uh, you know, that they've, that they've read or referenced as something that's kind of shifting their mindset around their business. So where did you uncover this whole 8020 idea? Where did this first emerge for you. And uh, obviously it compelled you to, to write a book about it. So uh, I'm interested to hear about that. Well, I remember hearing about it in the nineties and I was a sales manager at this little tiny company and I was, you know, just, you know, scrapping young guy, you know, trying to make, you know, try not to drown in the world. Right. And, um, and I heard about the 80, 20 principle. I'm like, huh, that's kind of interesting. And, and I printed out of sales report and actually went through it with the calculator. I'm like, I'll be darned. It's true. But then that was really about all I did with it. You know, I just thought it was an interesting rule of thumb. I did what I didn't, I didn't realize that it's really the central, it, it, it is a fundamental law of cause and effect that is found almost everywhere and affects almost everything. Like I would have never written a book about it if it wasn't like some earth shatteringly powerful thing, but it, it actually is. And so what happened uh, was uh, my friend, Ken McCarthy, who's known to some people in the internet world, um, he said, oh, you know, hey, everybody, you got to read this book by Richard Koch called The 80-20 Principle. And that's kind of the original you know, definitive book about 80-20, really the first one. And it, it sold a million copies, by the way. And Richard's a good friend of mine today. Uh, but I didn't know him or anything back then. Well, I, I start reading this book and Richard makes this almost throwaway remark in the first few pages that says, 80-20 has an awful lot to do with chaos theory and fractals. And then he just kind of goes on. I'm like, what? Hey, wait a minute. Ooh. Well, I had studied that and and I'm going to give you guys, you know, a little miniature science lesson today because I think everybody needs to understand a little bit about this to really grasp why this is earth-shattering, okay? So so chaos theory is like the the butterfly effect, for example, the guy that figured out in the 1960s 
uh, he was trying to model weather on computers and he found out, oh, you know, if I change the weather like one millimeter or one tenth of a degree at the beginning, I get a completely different result six months later and a butterfly could start a hurricane in six months, okay? Or a hurricane could degenerate into just a butterfly flap, you know, it could go both ways. And, and, and I, I had actually gotten fascinated with this and it's things like sand dunes and cracks in sidewalks and cracks in windshields and, and how rivers flow. And the thing about fractals is, is there's a pattern inside a pattern, inside a pattern, inside a pattern. So if you look at the, there's a tree in my front yard and I'm looking out the window right now and you know, I can see the whole branching of the tree, but when I zoom in, there's branches inside the branches and I can zoom in, I could go down to the leaves and I can go down to the veins in the leaves and I keep seeing this branching pattern. Okay. And that's, that's part of chaos theory and it's part of how living things work. It's part of how nature works. And, and what I realized was, wait a minute, that means there's a pattern inside a pattern in 8020. And it also means that this is actually everywhere. This isn't just like 20% of my customers give me 80% of my money, which was what I discovered in the 90s, which it didn't really mean all that much at the time. There's an 80-20 inside every 80-20. So what it actually means is not only do 20% of your customers generate 80% of your revenue, 20% of the 20% generates 80% of the 80%. That means 4% gives you 64%, but then you can do it again and 1% produces 50%. And then you can do it again and 0.2% give you 40%. Oh my goodness. Wow. And not only that, this is everywhere. So I'm, I'm reading this book in a coffee shop and I jump up. Uh, I almost started drooling all over myself and I, I raised home as having this geek head on fire moment. And I like, I just started my business a year and a half before. Okay. And so I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. So if this is true, I should be finding this everywhere in the numbers of my business. And I get all these papers and I got a calculator and I'm sprawled out on the living room floor and my wife comes home. She's like, what happened to you? And I'm like, I'm having a giant epiphany here. And, and, and what I realized was I could start with something like just the hits on my website, like just the visitors. And then I could go to how many people actually signed up. And then the people that signed up, how many of them uh, did something. And then, you know, the ones that did something else, how many of them bought something? And then the ones that bought something, how many of them bought something else? And I could go all the way from the most, you know, the one person who bounced off my website in 10 seconds, which actually there was probably a ton of those people all the way up to my biggest client. And it all followed the 80-20 pattern. I'm like, oh my word, I can predict stuff with this. I know, like, I can look at this and I can take little tiny pieces of like, I could test just one little tiny idea and extrapolate like, okay, if I, if I got 15 people to, to buy a hundred dollar thing, I could eventually extrapolate, you know, how many people would buy a $10,000 thing and how much traffic I'd have to get to my website and how the sales would all flow and filter down. 
um, it turned into this thing that I call in, in 80-20 sales and marketing, I call it the principle of the $2,700 espresso machine, which says that if there's a thousand people uh, for every thousand people who buy a $5 latte at Starbucks, you're pretty much guaranteed to sell one $2,700 espresso machine. And you could even figure out, okay, so how many $270 espresso machines are going to sell? And, and it's going to tell you correctly in the, that there are these attractors and there's these ways that, that people behave. And, and it's because they're obeying this law of nature. So 80-20 is true of the size of the files on your hard drive. And it's true of the traffic on the roads in your town. It's all 80-20. And so it's, it's this actual massive simplification. Like if you know this one thing and you know how to apply it, there's about a hundred things that you don't have to go memorize or go figure out for yourself because it's already there. And so this just blew my circuits. And so at the time, uh, what was just starting to happen was uh, Google AdWords was coming on strong and I had used it for about a year and I thought it was really cool. And I, I started realizing, hey, everything in a Google AdWords account is an 80-20 deal. So which ads get the most traffic and which ads are duds, that's 80-20. The keywords, uh, the keywords are 95-5. 5% of the keywords produce 90% of the traffic and the other 95% of the keywords only produce 5% of the traffic. And every single column, all this stuff, it was all 80-20. So really doing Google AdWords was just figuring out 80-20. And and that this actually put me ahead of the curve, of, ahead of most people's learning. And not too long after that, a speaking invitation came to go speak on Google AdWords. I ended up writing the world's best selling book on internet advertising. And it was because I understood 80-20 and most people doing AdWords did not. Uh, at least that was, you know, one big reason. And so if, if you want to make more money with less effort, you're in an 80-20 game and it's, it's incredibly powerful. Hey, what's up, agency owners? I want to let you know about a hosting platform that is giving digital agencies and creators around the world an edge when it comes to site speed, scalability, and profit. It's called Cloudways and it's designed to create exceptional experiences for you and your clients that guarantees unmatched performance, reliability, and choice with 24-7 award-winning support. Cloudways is excited to offer our listeners a $50 hosting credit in addition to their amazing benefits of their agency partner program. For more details, head over to yougurus.com slash cloudways or use promo code DASCW when signing up. Let's get back to our show. And I know I've seen this in our own business uh, in, in a lot of different ways. And, and, and before I uh, we go deeper on this, you, you give the espresso machine as an example. And I think... Uh, probably a lot of business owners, if they look inside their business, they're going to find this as well. But isn't there some level of kind of a permission to play that you have to have, you can't just, you know, tack on a more expensive product. You have to actually still have like a good product and a good reputation and a good offer. Uh, it's not just oh, as simple well, to say, I sold 500 of these widgets. I'm just going to upsell a certain amount of customers on anything that's going to be more expensive and they'll buy it. Oh, right. Well, so it it has to be, 
it has to be proportionally valuable and and in like the sale just selling forget forget making them happy okay we'll set that aside for a second right delivering what you promised we can talk about that in a minute but just on the front end this will only work if the espresso machine is proportionally appealing right so you know people go to starbucks because they think starbucks is a more appealing place to go you know than buying coffee at mcdonald's or something right and and so so starbucks has a unique selling proposition well you're not going to get the sales of that espresso machine unless it has a similarly good USP itself. And, and so, but then one of the things that you can then do is if you roll out that thing at a different price and it, it, it gives you disappointing results compared to what 8020 said it would, then there's something about your offer or matching it to the audience or whatever that you didn't get right. If you do get it right, if, if you've got all the different price tiers, you know, if they're appropriately appealing and, you know, and, you know, obviously the espresso machine has a lot more perceived value than a latte, right? Then it'll actually, it'll play out and it'll obey 80-20. And it's, it's really like people will read my book, like there's Amazon reviews where people go, oh my word, like I, I plugged these numbers into Perry's little online tool that comes with a book and oh my word, it's just like spitting accurate. Um, and yeah, it's like, well, that's because 8020 is actually a law of nature. And if you understand what it actually does, then there's there's huge things. You're like, I can ignore this, I can ignore that. And 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 it tells you what to go looking for that you hadn't looked for before. I know personally, uh I guess by the time this airs, we will have just had our uh, annual conference called the U Summit. Uh, but I know when we were planning U Summit, we used this as a tool to predict our VIP ticket sales. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and uh, it's, I think we ended up like 70-30, but at least when we were thinking about right. talking to the hotel about, you know, our VIP lunches and how many we needed to contract for uh, and, and, and know ahead of time, we could at least use this as a rule of thumb to, to estimate sales. And, and then also we've used this as a method to, you know, realize that what quantity or what volume is it worth for us to start creating some higher tier programs on offers? Um, you know, are we going to put this offer out to enough people that it makes sense for us to, uh, to develop some higher ticket type stuff? And that's been um, a way that we've actually been able to generate significant amounts uh, more of revenue. Also identify some of our best customers and kind of level up our game as entrepreneurs. So I know there's, there's not just about predicting, but using this as a, as a method to say, hey, is there enough here that we could actually create some, some bigger ticket type things has been a way we've definitely uh, used this to, at some point, like double a launch or triple a launch's revenue or profit. Well, that's exactly right. And uh, one, one of my longtime students, uh, Joshua Boswell, he was, uh, first time I met him, he was a fairly new copywriter and he had done all this stuff for a client. And he's, or he was sitting in my office and we were having this uh, little workshop thing that we're doing called a four-man intensive. And, and all of a sudden he got it, like it snapped in place, like, oh, I get it. And, and he went home and for his client, he said, okay, we need to build this guy an espresso machine. And uh, I want to say he 
you know, increased the client's sales almost overnight by 30 or 40%. And, but the nice part is, you know, the, the fixed costs all were pr- pretty much the same. So, you know, the, the, the revenue only went up 40%, but the profit probably went up 60 or 70%. And a lot of times that espresso machine, like the whole business actually, in a manner of speaking, exists just to sell that espresso machine because almost all of your profit comes from like whatever that edge is that you're doing beyond what everybody else is doing. That that is where your profit comes from at at the end of the year, and and so it uh, like the survival of the coffee shop probably depends on whether they have an espresso machine strategy or not. And you know the the average coffee shop is just barely hanging on by their fingernails because they think they're in the coffee business and they don't realize well you know you're actually in some other business and you just don't realize it, but the other guy does. Mm. So that's an interesting, I mean, there's that one kind of avenue of, well, there's a couple of things here. One is using this as a method to predict. Uh, another is to use this as a method to identify new potential products or services that you can offer. Uh, remembering back to, uh, I think it was Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, he talks about how, um, I'm not sure if it was from you or, or whatever, but he did quote kind of the, the Pareto principle and he was looking at his own clients and he was really stressed out, not really liking his business. And he realized that he had these, you know, a very small percentage of his clients actually provided him uh, the, the vast majority of his revenue. Like he had a hundred customers and, you know, five or six of them or, or something like that was the ones that provided 80 or 90% of the revenue. And so in his, uh, the way that he um, made his business less stressful was he just got rid of all the other customers. He used it more as a pruning mechanism than um, one of trying to, you know, create additional things. I mean, I think he probably eventually did did use it as a way to get more customers. Um, but is that something that you see often? Is that people, you know, do that analysis of their own their own clients, and they have that eighty percent of their customers that are maybe only providing twenty percent of their revenue, and they, you know, just kind of chop that off? Yes, th- this is really common. In fact, um, one of my clients is gallery furniture in Houston and they got kind of famous. Some, some of you guys might've seen them during the hurricane in Houston. They, they were actually putting up customers in their furniture store. <laughs> like they, like people that lost their homes and stuff, they're actually sleeping in the furniture store and it went viral. But the gallery furniture, they don't sell children's furniture because there's no money in it. <laughs> they said their biggest profit center is mattresses. And, and, and I was talking to Jim McInvale about this and uh, there's this thing, uh, my friend Lynn Bertain calls it the 2120 rule. Now listen real carefully because it's, it, this is kind of weird, but if you get this, like you'll have the light bulb will go on and you'll suddenly realize that there's more profit in your business. So it goes like this. of your profit comes from 20% of your customers, okay? And then some other portion of your customers, maybe the bottom 20%, lose 20% and they pull you back down to 100 of whatever you made, okay? So in other words, some of your customers made you extra profit and then you've got another group of customers that sucked up the extra profit because you're basically taping dollar bills to everything that you sell to them. 
Okay. And this is almost always true. It's almost always true that if you get rid of 10% of your customers and it's the right 10%, or if you get rid of 10% of your product and, the, and it's the right 10%, or if you get rid of 10% of your employees and it's the right 10%, or maybe even probably you get rid of 10% of your traffic by picking the right, to, I mean, this, this applies to buying Facebook clicks and buying Google clicks. You'll You'll have a smaller business with less complexity, less hours, less people to serve, and it will make more money. This is almost always true. Rarely is it not true. So the furniture store thing is kind of easy to understand. Oh, they make money on mattresses. They don't make money on children's furniture. But almost every business has some version of that. You are losing money on something. And it might be even something that you're really attached to. Oh, but, you know, Helen runs the children's furniture department. And she's so <laughs> nice and she does such a good job and all of that. Like, well, that may be true. And if you want to keep Helen, then you can... You can run a little charity there in one department of your furniture store, but you better be self-conscious and aware that this is what you are doing. So I think most of our listeners can probably relate very much to this idea that maybe 10% of their clients are are costing them money when it comes to like having legacy clients. So people that maybe they brought onto their agency years ago, some of their first clients that might still have different preferential pricing that they've never adjusted, even though the cost of running their business has probably gone up, you know, maybe exponentially and they still have people uh, on these old rates or they have people that they don't bill for help or support. Like they call them and their buddies and they, they just kind of get the free, the free assistance because they've never paid for, you know, consulting or, or support. And so they just get these 15 minute calls, these 30 minute calls, these little hour long tasks. And sometimes it's never, uh, you, you think to yourself, oh, I'm not going to bill for that. Right. But when you add it all up, I mean, it can, it can take considerable amount of time. So I think that I, uh, most of our listeners could definitely look at their current clients and make some adjustments. Absolutely. And I, I give a talk a while back to a whole room full of CPAs, you know, and they do tax stuff. In fact, I think I've done two different CPA organizations and, and I go, okay, so how many of you have like the accounting client from, you know, where, and, you know, and, and you, you know that you don't make money on these people because their returns are so complicated and they don't pay enough money and they're sending you emails night and day. Like all of these hands go up. And I said, okay, I am granting you, I, Perry Marshall, standing up here on this stage, I now grant you permission to fire these clients. You know, and they kind of look at me, are, are, are you sure you can do that? Like, well, okay, <laughs> you know, you don't have to be mean and nasty about it. You don't have to tell them that it's firing, but you know, you, you can send them a, a letter or a note or a phone call that say, hey, you know, we've done some serious readjustment of our entire business and we're moving in a different direction and we're just not going to be able to serve certain clients right this, this next year. Um, in fact, this for tax people, this would be a perfect time to send that letter now, like well before tax season, right? And and say, you know, I, I I've got these other recommended people that you could go work with, and and I'll help you hand it off, you know. And you just, but but I told him you you have to do this because they're strangling you, and you could work twenty percent less and make twenty percent more 
by getting rid of 10 or 20% of your clients. And Jack Welch at GE, when he, when he was rocking and rolling with that thing, he it was company policy that you had to get rid of 10% of the employees every year. And that is true. Now, most people just cringe like, oh my, I can't fire Helen. Like, well, do it at least you can be consciously aware that Helen, you're paying, you're paying Helen $50,000 a year, but it really costs you 75. And in fact, I've got a longtime client, Nancy Schlesinger in the UK. She runs a hiring agency. She says that a bad hire costs you 14 times their salary. And I didn't quite believe her until I, uh, there was a, it was like a bookkeeper kind of person who worked for us and she moved on and went somewhere else. She didn't get fired or anything. We replaced her with somebody like a year or a year and a half later, we figured out she had overpaid somebody by about a hundred thousand dollars. And like, it's her job to catch that. Like, I'm not supposed to be catching this stuff. Like, this is why we hire her. Uh, it's like, yeah, man, like, Bad people, you know, because they're not just doing their job. They're controlling resources and they're affecting customers. And, you know, somebody with a bad attitude or who simply doesn't answer the phone or, or lets it go to voicemail or, or, or whatever, it, you have no idea how much it's costing you. And, and, and so what a lot of times what 80-20 does, if you really understand it, it says, I guarantee you that that 2120 rule is true somewhere. You just don't know where, you know, and somebody goes and looks, they go, no, I think we're good. You know, no, you go back and you look again, it's there and it's always there. And, and now this is very encouraging. Like if you're in a crunch and your cash flow is tight and things aren't, well, most people try to solve it by selling more and paddling harder. And usually that, since they're doing it frantically, it means they're taping even more dollar bills every time stuff goes out than they even were before. And they just dig in deeper. And a lot of times like, no, you can, you can, um, like you, you might be able to make 70% of as, uh, as much money with 30% as much work, which means you could lay off 70% of your staff if you absolutely had to, and probably still survive. And you would actually make more money yourself. Mm. So almost even using this idea of pruning and cutting the unprofitable, the things that are causing you to uh, make less money or increase your stress, um, using that as a way to either kind of in a way grow, right? Because you're going to end up netting more or you're going to be able to survive through that uh, that crisis a little bit better. I, I, I love that. That's that's awesome. I think eighty twenty 20 for, for agencies though too, I mean, this is something that's super valuable as, a, as an idea that they can bring not only in look at their own business, but something they can use uh, in applying to other clients or their clients' businesses, whether that's through advertising and explaining, you know, traffic to their clients, like why it's so much more important to be ranked number one, two, or three on Google than four, five, six, seven, or, yes. or whatever, um, yes. or even why it's uh, probably good to be ranked number one on page two versus six or seven. Um, True. Yeah, <laughs> you know, True. And, and also with with Facebook ads, I mean, this shows up a lot, uh, and I think most clients, whether they're a 
uh, you know, a, a, I mean, a random mom and pop business all the way up to some corporate marketing manager can understand this concept because it's simple and it's, it's you know, something that they can apply to their own life. Well, so if, if you really understand 80-20 and you're an ag- agency, so agencies always fight commoditization, right? Like, well, why are you different than anybody else? Well, obviously the first level is actually being competent, which most agencies aren't competent. And there's all kinds of people, you know, that'll just burn clients' money with, you know, like with fire, uh, you know, into ashes, right? But, but when you get past that, it's like, well, what do you do different than everybody else? Well, if you're in the door and you're already doing this stuff for a client and you're getting them traffic and you're getting them customers, you can put on your 80-20 hat. You can take the 80-20 book or maybe some of our more advanced courses and you can start applying things and go, well, let's go do 80-20 in this person's business. Let's start looking for stuff, stuff that can be chopped, stuff that can be increased. You know, every time you chop something, you have more resources to grow the good stuff. That's what pruning is. And, and 80-20 is fundamentally a pruning kind of phenomenon. And that's that's what you're supposed to do with it. And and when you when you take the resources away from the losers and you put them on the extreme winners, um, you just get exponential growth. So you have a sales guy who's like really just kicking butt and doing a fantastic job. Well, so what happens if instead of trying to hire another sales guy, you hire an assistant who books all of his flights, uh, fills out all of his paperwork, does all of his expense reports, um, books all of his appointments and makes sure that he can spend all of his time closing deals and talking to customers instead of mucking around with administrivia, which usually salespeople are terrible at, right? Some bureaucrat wants to nag them about, well, call them, you know, E64 in your spreadsheet on your expense report was all wrong, Carl, right? And like, Carl doesn't need to hear that, right? Just give give him some some support staff to you know, make up for all these deficiencies and go, man, go, right? And, you know, you hire that extra person, maybe they're even part-time or you borrow them from another department or whatever, and it's costing you an extra, you know, $10,000 a year and Carl goes and sells a million dollars a year more deals. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. That's the 80-20 organization. Mm. Hey, agency owners, are you looking for a strategic and reliable white label partner to scale your agency business? E2M is the number one white label partner for digital agencies when it comes to website design, web development, e-commerce, SEO, and content writing. E2M is trusted by over 150 agency partners and has been providing white label services for the last 10 years. Their team has over 170 experts and is on a mission to help 500 agencies increase their revenue and profit margins with impactful white label services. Check out their transparent and flexible white label pricing at e2msolutions.com forward slash gurus. That's www.e, the number two, msolutions.com forward slash u-g-u-r-u-s. E2M is currently running a special discount for 10% off for your first three months. Check it out now. It's available for a limited time. Ah, that's such an important idea that there's always a different way is kind of what stands out to me because I think it is so common for people to say, oh, well, I have one sales rep who's really great. Let's go out there and try to find the a second unicorn uh, right. versus taking a look at, you know, what is that, uh, maybe that, 
uh, 80% of work that's taking up, you know, a whole lot of time from that one salesperson and only giving you 20% of your results and letting them shift to their, you know, their 20% of time that's giving you 80% of results and, and, and leaning more into that. So now they have, you know, 100% of that time to dedicate to those highly valuable type tasks for that, that business. I mean, I can just personally, when we, we've, we've recently gone through some shifts in our, our sales team and, uh, you know, we have somebody who's, who's a rock star and who, who drives it. And I'm already thinking in my head, like, Hey, we could actually get this person to be more effective by giving them more resources and time. So I think that's a really insightful, uh, way of thinking, Perry. Uh, that's right. And, and to add on to that, everybody should have a personal assistant like every entrepreneur, I mean, unless you're just like so absolutely threadbare that you don't have anything. But even, you know, it, if you have, let's say you, you hire a personal assistant and you pay them $12 an hour and they work five hours a week, well, that's $250 a month. But what do you do? You give them the stuff that's only worth five or ten dollars an hour, so that you can do other stuff. Now, um, like a lot of people, they'll try to outsource, you know, Google AdWords or Facebook ads or copywriting or something like that. Well, well, obviously, the people who we're talking to are people that you out outsource stuff like that too, because they are agencies. But, you know, those are hard things to outsource. Now, you know what's easy to outsource? Uh, trips to Office Max, putting gas in my car, taking my car to the mechanic, doing the laundry, washing the dishes, nailing the picture frame on the wall, mowing the lawn, shoveling snow, right? Those are all like $10 an hour jobs that just about anybody can do competently. And there's a plentiful supply of people who know how to do them. Not only that, they're like praying for, you know, if, oh, please God, give me a cleaning job or give me a cooking job, right? Well, if you're busy and you're up to your eyeballs and stuff, outsource like the $10 an hour tasks in your life and start organizing your day. Okay, what can I put in my assistant's basket this morning? And again, maybe they only have an hour a day, but, but it, so that, that means if you have to pay them every two weeks, then, then what that means is you have to figure out how to make 125 more dollars from your high value work of, in your skill zone of doing the stuff you do best uh, in order to pay the assistant. And you, can, you don't have to pay them for two weeks. So when you hire them, you've got actually got two weeks to figure out where you're going to come up with $125 to pay this person. Well, if you do this, what will eventually happen is this person will be full time. And every day you'll be like, okay, I need to do this for me, do this for me, do this. Like you should not be doing all this stuff for yourself. And, you know, there aren't very many entrepreneurs, unless they're just a complete virgin startup. Like if you actually have any kind of a real business, there aren't very many that couldn't afford to actually have an assistant. You will actually make more money, right? And so like my assistant has an assistant, <laughs> okay? And, and it makes my life so much better. That's great. That's great. This has been really insightful, Perry. I think there's a lot of 
tangible takeaways for our audience. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited actually personally to, to, to write out some of the show notes and, and put some of that stuff uh, in, in the, the, the blog post that always backs up these, these episodes. Uh, are you ready for a lightning round? Let's go. All right. What is the best advice you've ever received? Wow. Um, uh, seek wisdom, you know, like top of the stack. What is wisdom? Wisdom is knowing how to use knowledge. It's different than knowledge. Okay. You know, knowledge is facts and, and all that kind of stuff. Wisdom is, is understanding the context and application of what you know. My, I think the best business book ever written is the book of Proverbs. It's in the Old Testament. It's got 31 chapters. If you read a chapter a day for a month, it'll, it'll save you from all kinds of stupidity spasms. I have, we have yet to have that uh, recommended, so I like that. Uh, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? In the last few years, it's journaling every morning and having meditative and prayer space before I do any kind of emails or engage with the world in any way. I kind of center myself. I plan my day. I get my mind in a, in a, in a space of gratitude. And like my days go so much better. Um, in fact, I have not missed a day of doing that in four years. Wow. That's really incredible. That's you- discipline I, I've yeah, fit. that's that's serious. I mean, I've I think the one person that was I think Blair Enns that was recently on our show said he had been meditating for sixty days straight, something like that. Or you know, every day he had been hitting it every day. But four years is a uh, is a is a good uh, good stretch there. I think you hold the record right now on the digital agency show. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you share an internet resource, a tool that you use on a daily basis that helps you uh, in your business or life? Um, 8020curve.com. It's the companion to the book. And if you, if you read the book and understand the tool, you can predict how many espresso machines that you would sell at $2,700 or $800 or whatever. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's the great predictor. It's 8020curve.com and it's free. Sweet. I've, I've personally used that a few times. Can definitely recommend it, especially if you guys are, uh, you know, one of the things I think about is just selling like support and hosting and maintenance type agreements. If you really look at how many customers you have over the next 12 or 24 months and think about what kind of tiered packages you should have, that tool mm-hmm. uh, is a really good way uh, to, to help you do that. So thanks for that recommendation. Yes. Uh, and what book uh, besides uh, your own would you recommend and why? I would recommend uh, The Star Principle by Richard Koch. Um, Richard wrote the 80-20 book. Richard really is one of the most brilliant business authors of our time. And I, I think he's also one of the most underrated. You know, you ever have like conversations about who do you think is an underrated guitar player or vocalist or whatever? Well, for underrated business authors, uh, The Star Principle will show you which businesses are going to succeed and which ones are going to fail really reliably. So, so you know, 20% of businesses succeed, 80% fail. That book defines more succinctly who the winners and losers are going to be than any other book I know. And I apply it to everything I do. I apply it to every client that I work with. And agencies 
want to be doing client work for star businesses and not anybody else because you don't want to hitch your wagon to a loser. So before you take on any any new clients, you should use that book. And by the way, um, Richard and I built a tool. And if you go to, this is another free tool. If you go to starprinciple.com, you can score any business and it'll tell you uh, where it is on the scale. Very cool. Uh, how can our audience find out more about you? And uh, is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yes, uh, you can go to perrymarshall.com slash 8020 and you can get 8020 sales and marketing for a penny plus shipping. And that's, uh, that's a buck, uh, excuse me, that's seven bucks in the US and 14 bucks foreign. And uh, so we have a very deliberate strategy. We're, we're taping dollar bills to those books when they go out. But we know the numbers. We know exactly what happens with lifetime customer value. We know, you know, what percentage of those people end up spending $10,000 with us and, and so on. So you can go to perrymarshall.com slash 8020 and we'll ship you a copy of 8020 sales and marketing for seven bucks in the US. It's a pretty sweet deal. Thank you for that. And uh, we'll definitely include links to that, guys, in our show notes. If you want to check it out later on, uh, if you're in the car or on a run, um, just go to perrymarshall.com slash 8020 or check out our show notes. We'll include a link directly to that. Perry, thank you so much for stopping by the Digital Agency Show. This has been a a great program for our audience. Brent, thanks for having me on. It's an honor. And I know how hardworking and diligent uh, agency owners are. So I want to wish your people all the best in differentiating themselves from all the charlatans and flim flam guys out there and, and winning some really good, honest business. Yeah, I think our, our, our uh, if they're listening to the Digital Agency Show, they're on the right track or already crushing it out there. So uh, we appreciate that. And um, that's our show for this week, guys. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. We've put together an agency accelerator package for agency owners and growing freelancers looking to scale. We've got all kinds of free resources like the 39 Lead Gen Strategies Checklist, our $20,000 website proposal template, live trainings hosted by yours truly, free access to our community group, and much, much more. Get access now and dive in at yougurus.com forward slash agency. That's yougurus.com forward slash agency. 